If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Tuesday, February 28th, the last day of February. And today I am grateful for our dog, Lily. She gets a lot of grief on this show because she's just, she's Lily. She's a little anxious. She's a little anxious. Little high maintenance. Little high strung, little loud. Little little jumpy when she meets new friends. Loves to get loves to get her his head her head as close to yours as she can. It's just who she is. But at the end of the day, she's just a soul full of love. And all she, she is. And all she wants is to love everyone. And she wants to make her people happy. Yeah. Like so she, if she thinks is you're her- definitely like a people pleaser. Um, and she. I think if Lily, we were talking about this the other day, we were at breakfast and slash working out of a coffee shop last week. And there was this guy with a German shepherd that was so well-trained, like he was speaking to it in German. So obviously it's been very, very highly trained in commands. Right, bilingual. And And he said one word to the dog and the dog got right under his legs. Like, I mean, it was amazing. And the dog was so well-behaved. I think Lily has potential to be that way. Do I have $50,000 to spend right. getting her professionally trained? No, I don't. But that would be I, so it's not, I don't think awesome. it's, it's the cost. It's, it's the time. Like I, No, I, you send the dog away. Remember, much. you used to know that guy that was yeah, like. But that was police dogs and bomb sniffing dogs and drug sniffing dogs. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that you send a dog, you don't train with the dog until the very end, I think. Like, I think there's, you pay a ridiculous amount of money. Cause I knew, I used but to work I, for a celebrity who was very, very famous and also very wealthy and had stalkers and, and all of this kind of stuff. And he had his whole life to. German Shepherd, like attack dogs that were so well trained. It was amazing, but I'm pretty sure he spent like a hundred grand on it. Yeah, you can, th- that is an option. I don't think it would cost, I don't think it would cost even a hundred bucks. It would be YouTube videos and us committing to 45 minutes every day for right. six months. I, I do think Lily has, she is so eager to please. I do think it would be fun to try. Yeah. Yeah. In our next life slash post lottery life. Yeah. Um, we're add that to the list of things that we want to do. Train our dog, our dog like an attack dog. Cause she does have that German shepherd in her a little bit. Mm-hmm. My name is Callie Dollar and I'm grateful that we were a two car household because. We almost weren't. We almost weren't. But we had the. This is the. This, per- well, I want to explain what we're trying to do. We're trying to. Make our decisions not based on two people that live at home and have a lot of flexibility. We are trying to structure our days as though when we are at work, we're at work and personal stuff. Like what would we do if someone had our exclusive time very strictly from nine to five? How would we handle this situation? And Jeff's car was in the shop. It broke again. It was unusable, had to have a towed, whatever. And we were able to say... This morning, okay, if it's not solved by this time, like these are office hours, so we'll deal with it later. And thankfully, we were able to go without a car for a day or two or however long because we're a two-car household and we're we're able to ride together. The one area where we have really struggled as people who work out of the house is, is is respecting our own time, respecting our own work time. Because when you 
work from when you don't have to be somewhere by a certain time, it's easy to go to bed the night before with the kitchen messy or without thinking about having any food for lunch because, oh, I can just clean it up tomorrow before I start my work day or, oh, I can run to Publix in the morning, whatever. But that that's that's not the proper way to, to treat life if you are working for yourself, you know? And it's certainly a perk when emergencies come up, but we've just had to really, really drill down on what would life be like if we had to be somewhere at 8.30 in the morning and stay at that place until 5 p.m.? And we did pretty well with that yesterday. I've also, I've been marrying that thought and that goal, like kind of almost using that as like a life filter for us of, okay, if we had to be somewhere from this time to this time, how would we handle this situation? And the second thing is when we talked a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week about what would your hottest and most successful version of yourself do? What would what would the, sorry. Um, I have been putting a filter on that through everything and it's awesome. And I, I won't say I'm batting a hundred percent, like not batting a hundred percent. What would you say? Batting? Batting a thousand. Batting a thousand. Thank you. But I did yesterday, even though there was a little chaotic in the morning, I made sure to make our bed. I was wearing like sweats when I was walking out of the house and I was like, nope, you know what? The most successful version of my house puts jeans on and like a nice sweater because guess what? Even though we're leaving the house and we're going to a shared workspace, if I'm standing next to someone in the line for water and they're like, oh, what do you do? I don't want to be like, oh, I own my own company, but I can't, I, I show up in sweatpants. Like, no. The most successful version of Cali Dollar is not doing that. The most successful version of Cali Dollar is putting pants on. And dang it, I wore pants. Right. I didn't put makeup on, but I did wear pants. So I feel like, you know. I, I the, Here is a real life example of imagine the best possible outcome. Mm-hmm. Because my car, and, and I don't remember how much of this, this has been one of those periods where I can't remember what is real life and what is talked about on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so apologies if this is repetitive, but at some point last year, within the past six months, the air conditioner on my car crapped out, right? So I took it in, had a very expensive repair. Everything was fine until about a week ago when it stopped working again and I had to take it in and I spent the time leading up to that appointment, imagining that it was going to be another over a thousand dollar repair. And, oh, like, where are we going to get this money? And what am I going to say to them? Because if that, if I spent this much money last year, why am I spending this much money now in my head, formulating the arguments? And it turned out that it was a couple hundred dollars and it was, a, it was the air conditioner, but it was unrelated to the first, it wasn't everything that I made it out to be. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to two days ago, all of a sudden the car starts overheating and we can smell antifreeze or coolant. It's called antifreeze where I grew up, but nobody down here calls it antifreeze, do they? I think, yeah, I think people do. Okay. But the the sweet smell of that, that. You're making it sound like a good thing. It was awful. I was like, Jeff. You were hungover. It doesn't matter what I was. It was such a strong smell. I was like, I'm going to throw up. If you do not pull over this car, I'm going to throw up. And it, it not I pull mean, over the car, but like turn off the AC. Luckily, we were half a mile from home and 
I got home. As soon as I got out of the car, I could see the stuff dripping out from, from underneath the car. And I did the same thing again. I started... Spiraling. Spiraling. What am I going to do? I'm having the argument in my head with the guy who works at the place. Why are you, this is not right. And I just paid for this repair and now this is happening. So we take it in. We had to get it towed in. So a AAA membership thing. Had the car towed to the spot. He called me an hour later and he said, I am so sorry, but... The technician who worked on your car uh, did not properly seat the radiator cap, and so it wasn't pressurized, and it was supposed to be. So when your car got hot, all the coolant just spewed out all over over the place. Uh, And I am so sorry. You can come pick it up at any time. Of course, there's no charge, and we've replaced all the coolant. But the energy that I spent— Having the argument in my head, thinking that it was such a waste of life. And I hope that sometime before I die, I am able to not do that. You were watching someone give a speech on Instagram. And I think you saved it because I was like, oh my gosh, what is that? And I think you sent it to me. But it was a guy who was like, you you are spending your time in the present worrying about something that might not happen. You can worry about it. When it happens, right. it's not going to change your ability to deal with it Yeah, or how, you know, so if you are doing that, you are not living in the present. You were spending so much time, time in dread. It may not even happen and get, happen. And then guess what? If it does happen, you are capable of dealing with it at that time, right. but not before. Stop dealing with things, trying to deal with things emotionally right. before they happen. Right. Uh, I did some, something on Saturday night before we left for the wedding that as a single guy was very commonplace. I would like to know if, if women ever did this, you probably didn't even notice, but in anticipation of us going out and having a great time at the wedding and you know, having some drinks, having some good food, being dressed up, having a big date night. I anticipated our date continuing when we got home. So I don't know if you noticed this, but on uh, Saturday before we left, I made the bed. Mm. I cleaned up the bedroom, tidied up the upstairs. Mm. Just, Just wanted to make sure that... At the end of our date, we didn't come in and have the romance killed by whatever, uh, a big pile of dirty laundry right outside the bedroom door. Right. You know? Right. Um, And I realized that sort of, I've been doing that my whole life. Now, it ended up being a non-issue on Saturday because I came home before you because we screwed up the babysitter thing. By like five hours, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it ended up being a non-issue on Saturday. But as a single guy, I remember anticipating, and more often than not, you come home alone, <laughs> which is really sad because you come home to a freshly made bed, you know, yeah, the smell of Febreze in the air mm-hmm. because you've just sprayed down all of your Nasty uh, furniture your, that yeah. it's like third generation. Uh-huh. Right. Maybe even a fresh candle with uh with a with a lighter 
nearby. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can really turn Set up the, the mood. So you can really turn up the romance. But, you know, nine times out of ten, 99 times out of 100, I would just come in alone and fall asleep on top of the made bed. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, do women do that? As a single woman, did you ever do an anticipatory tidying? I can't remember. Am I? I don't think I never had like a messy house, though. Like my house is Mm. messy now. Mm. I have a messy house now. Mm. When did you ever come to my apartment? We were dating when it was messy. Mm. You didn't. Mm -hmm. I know you didn't. I didn't cook in my apartment once. Mm. So the kitchen was never dirty. Mm -hmm. I didn't have much furniture. So Mm -hmm. the living room wasn't dirty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My bathroom was never dirty. Um, The, the. Yeah. Okay. What do you remember? The first place when that you lived when we started dating. With my sister? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys weren't very tidy roommates. Um, I would say that my sister is definitely not tidy. Okay. Uh, it was just never a put together apartment. That was a weird time. And I would like to claim in my defense that that was a horrible time for me. I was going through a massive life transition and my sister moved in to save me on rent because I had signed a lease with my ex-boyfriend. And then we broke up. And so she kind of saved me and we like never had stuff on the walls. We never, it was just, yeah. But ever so, I mean. That was more of an apartment of convenience. Like here we are. It was a place where we would sleep and drop our stuff. Got it. We were never there. Got I don't it. even think we had cable in that apartment. Like it was just, yeah. Okay. Um, But other than that, no, no. Yeah. I don't know. And I also didn't bring guys home. Okay. You know? Yeah. That was but asking. I would 100% judge a guy if I went to their house and it was messy. Ask the man in your life if he remembers his college slash single years. The Should we call that the single optimism? The, yeah, the optimistic the, years? The optimistic cleansing. The anticipatory tidy. The, the hopeful cleansing of your space. It was a, it's a ritual for single men. I decided a couple of months ago to try to spend our gift cards. Like, look, I have been sitting on gift cards to Pottery Barn since we've been married. Yeah. And we've been married for what, seven years this year? I mean, at this point, it's been a minute. We got to worry about the stores going out of business. We do. We really do. And so I was like, you know what? I just, so I did. I when we moved into the house we're living in now, I bought like new window treatments and like curtain rods and stuff like that. I'm like, what am I saving this? You know, we had like $600 at Pottery Barn. And I think in my head when we got married, I was like, oh, I'll save it up and buy a couch. <laughs> it's cute how I thought Pottery Barn couches were $600. Like <laughs> yeah. we're never going to have enough gift cards to make that work. Right. So I'm like, I need to start spending them. Fabulous. And then I discovered that I have gift cards like that, you know, I had either forgotten that I had or merchandise credits or whatever. What was this stat from yesterday or the day before that there's a hundred and the average American has $175? Yes. Worth it. Steve from Apopka left a message that he, based on that conversation, went through a junk drawer in mm-hmm. his in his house and found eleven $1, hundred dollars <gasps> worth of gift Steve. cards. Steve, yeah. 
that's going to make for an interesting slash kind of awesome next couple months. Right. If you like pick, you're like, okay, three nights a week, we're picking. Time to go shopping. Right. Either shopping or like if it's a restaurant, we have a lot of restaurant gift cards yeah. we need to use too. Anywho. So I had this gift card from a merchandise return in that gift card stack. And then COVID hit. So we're not going out. I was pregnant, whatever. But I remember in my head, I'm like, okay, this gift card is like $350. I remember the return I made. I am so excited to have this. And when I was getting ready to go shopping for the wedding, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go see how much this gift card is for. Now you may be saying, Callie, you know, you don't have to go in somewhere to check the gift card balance. This is true. However, when I was scraping off, you know, the little thing with the quarter, like a scratch off lottery ticket, the number, I scratched off a number. So oh, I can't get no. online and check the thing. I actually have to go to the store and it's a store I never go to anymore in an area of town that's like constantly in the news for being dangerous. So I'm like, you know, I just don't go to that mall much anymore. So I make a trek, like I'm going to go. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to have $300. It's going to pay for my wedding dress for, you know, my friend's yeah. wedding. Maybe the shoes, maybe some earrings. I don't know. I'm so excited. Get there. First thing I do is check the gift card. Well, that's not, that's not true. First thing I do is look around and like, look at all the pretty dresses that I'm going to, you know, have access to. Then I go to ask how much the gift card, how much left is on the merchandise card. $22. Why? Did you use it and forget? I think I used it and forgot, but I was convinced that it was $300 and I was so sad when they were like 22 bucks. I'm like, I can't even buy one earring in the store for $20. Are you sure it wasn't, I probably shouldn't even ask because this would make you feel worse, but it's not a situation where they charge you $3 a month to maintain it. No, I don't think that's a thing anymore. It's not? I think it is. And even if it were $3 a month, that's like three times 24. What is that? Okay, fine. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it was that. But I have no way of knowing. Well, three times 12 is 36, so it'd be 672 bucks. Yeah, but still not, you know. Not 300. Yeah, so womp womp. Money can't buy happiness, but not worrying about your money comes pretty dang close. That's where Chime can help you smile more. They were just named the number one most loved banking app. With payday up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to $200, they offer financial peace of mind in your wallet. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. See for yourself why Chime is so loved at chime.com slash upside. That's C-H-I-M-E dot com slash upside. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank and a member's FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. See chime.com slash spot me. Chime was the 2021 number one most downloaded banking app in the U.S. according to Aptopia. Are you one of those people who is just confused about life insurance, who just doesn't understand exactly what it is, how it works, but you know you need it, especially if you have a growing family? Well, I have a suggestion. Stop putting it off and finally get life insurance 
today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance in less than 10 minutes. Know this, it takes less than 10 minutes to apply, see your quote, and then personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. You could be offered life insurance coverage instantly with no health exam required. And they've got a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you can cancel at any time if you don't love your experience with Fabric. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash upside, M-E-E-T fabric, F-A-B-R-I-C dot com slash upside. Upside. Policies are issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Meetfabric.com slash upside. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you don't have to be insecure about your skin. For years, I was insecure about mine. I had so much sun damage on my forehead for my years of not taking care of my skin and being out in the sun and like, you know tanning beds, you know, early 2000s teens, you hear me, right? Millennials, we did not treat our skin very good. And now we're having to make up for it later, but it's okay because you can get help. And I am super confident about my skin because I had my melasma treated. Now, whether you have acne or you have melasma issues like me had melasma issues, um, Apostrophe is an online platform that can help. They connect you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to their website. You're going to fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history. Then you take a couple of pictures of yourself and a board certified dermatologist will create your initial customized treatment plan. It's really easy to use. It's so nice to not have to make a derm appointment like six months out, you know, when you want help with your skin right now. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash upside when you use our code upside. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash upside, then use our code upside to sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. I have two Tuesday takeaways. And I think- We're still keeping this going, are we? Yeah. And I think one of them is going to make you mad. So do you want to be mad first or do you want me to do the one that's going to make you mad last? Well, do the one that's going to make me mad first because I already, you know how I feel about the segment anyway. You don't like the segment? I think you I don't. like the music. I don't like the music and I feel like it's kind of unnecessary because I feel like we give takeaways and advice all the time. So mm. I feel like it's just unnecessary, but that's just me and the Facebook group's opinion, you know? There's something, it's not all of Facebook. <laughs> it's not the whole Facebook group. Some people like it. Do Some, they? People, is that what you're reading on there? Somebody, maybe T-Bird. T-Bird, will you do a poll and see if, and and it and it's not an option. It's not, don't put a poll up and say, yes, I like it, but not without the, not with the music. It's either the whole thing stays or the whole thing goes. Yeah. And Dude, these so far, these polls have not been in your favor. That's okay. It doesn't have to go in my favor. I want what's best for the listening community. For the people. For the people. So now the pressure's really on. Yeah, he's better be good. today's Tuesday takeaway. Uh, okay, the one that's going to make you mad is there's something called supra, supra, supra maximal inspiration. 
okay? Uh, Developed by a surgeon, it is a simple breathing technique that is guaranteed to get rid of hiccups. And I know how strongly you feel about your peanut butter trick. I do, but I'm also open to suggestions because it is a very... Callie hates hiccups. I hate having hiccups. It's how a lot of people feel about like throwing up. Like it's just, it's so uncomfortable that I carry peanut butter in my wallet. I'm not even kidding. Um, Okay. So I'm going to tell you how to do this. Uh, It it makes you wait five seconds and 10 seconds and all that. So I'm not going to, I'll tell you how long, but you don't have to do it. But you do the exercise. Okay. Okay. First thing you want to do is exhale completely and then inhale a very deep breath. Right now? Yep. Okay, hold the breath. Typically, you would wait 10 seconds, but at the end of those 10 seconds, without exhaling, inhale a tiny bit more. Okay, wait five more seconds without exhaling. Okay, I can't do it. That's impossible. You couldn't do it? No, it's hard. I can't breathe. Were you, did you have a lung? Air, did you completely exhale or did you have lungs I thought full I of did. Air? But then did you do a big inhale? Okay, hold it. And now here's where you would wait 10 seconds. Now, take in another breath. Hold it. You would wait five seconds. Take in another breath. I can't. When you do a really big inhale, you don't leave room. Now I'm dizzy. Oh. Well, anyways, um, it's one big inhale, 10 seconds, and then two short inhales on top of that. And then exhale gently. It's simple, effective, and the reason why it's not more widely known, according to the surgeon who is publicizing it, is because, quote, our healthcare system is not des- designed to promote free cures. Hmm. So, um, To that, I want- say don't do it while you're driving because now I feel dizzy. Do you want to share your peanut butter one for anybody who doesn't know it? Yeah, I keep, first of all, you can buy packets of peanut butter in the grocery store, like individual packets. And I keep it in my wallet because if you swallow a spoonful of peanut butter, I don't know what it does. I assume it has the same effect as holding your breath where it just forces your throat because it's, you got peanut butter in there to like not be able to hiccup. Yeah. And somehow it works. I don't know. All right. And then my second Tuesday takeaway was something that I saw on social media. And it was this big, long thread that went into great detail. But the very first post was to treat all medical bills that you get from a hospital or because of a hospital stay, to treat all of them like a suggestion and not like an actual bill. You do that anyway, right? Uh, Not intentionally. I've done it a couple times and have had luck calling up saying, hey, this doesn't seem right. Mm -hmm. But Their argument is this person and they- Are you talking about bills from the actual hospital or bills from your insurance company? No, insurance company won't send you bills. Oh. Your hospital, your medical providers will send you bills. Got it. And the argument is if you have insurance and insurance is already paid for a bulk of it, generally speaking, the balance due is negotiable. So even- if you can afford it, you can always call up and say, hey, I have this outstanding bill for $1,800. If I was to pay it all right now, what's the lowest amount I could pay? And all of these hospitals, all of these medical groups, et cetera, have entire departments devoted to settling the bills. Mm -hmm. It's just 
not obviously not something they publicize. Right. And you have to ask. Yeah. And you have to make the call and you have to ask. Now, don't just not pay your bills. Right. Because then it'll go on your credit report and that's not good. But if you call up virtually 100% of the time, somebody will be available to take your call. And if there's room, they will negotiate. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be six months past due begging for mercy. It can be the day you get the bill. Yeah. So anyways, that's your Tuesday takeaways for today. Takeaway. Here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing is South Carolina is moving a tax bill forward. (laughs) It's called the Yankee tax. Meaning if you are from somewhere not in South Carolina, they're going to start charging you way more to get things like a driver's license and register your vehicle. So they're increasing that and they're calling uh, it the Yankee tax. I my, So it would be, you would have to pay $250 to get a driver's license with, in South Carolina and another $250 to register your vehicle. Well, you know, when we had our lake house, our property taxes... If if we were a re- if that was our primary residence, our annual property tax would have been about fifteen percent of what we were paying. Yeah. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they already do. And if we had still had that house, we probably would be living in South Carolina right now. We would be full time. Yeah. Don't think? Yeah. It's cheaper there. I mean, we'd be like in the middle of nowhere, but uh, excuse me, we would be on the side of a at the side of a beautiful lake in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere, there's a Walmart 10 minutes away. (laughs) All right, and your second random thing. I, you know what? I never knew this, but I feel like it's important news to share in case you're somebody who grew up believing that storing potatoes in the refrigerator is going to cause you to get cancer. You ever hear this? No. Apparently, it's a thing that refrigerated potatoes, uh, the... The, the cold of being in the fridge turns some of the sugar in the potato to a cancer-causing substance that I'm not even going to try to pronounce when it's cooked. Um, that is, that's not true. Uh, researchers now say that that idea is no longer valid. Storing potatoes in the fridge, previously thought to be a health risk, is a good way to get the most out of them, especially if you're not planning on using them right away. So if, if you grew up thinking that refrigerated taters cause cancer. No, good, they don't. Good news. No, they don't. And your third random thing is back in 2014, a gentleman was sent to a hospital by his nursing home. Well, he escaped. And sadly, a body was found lying in some weeds close to the hospital and was identified as the guy that was in the hospital by his nursing home. So his family cremated him, whatever. Fast forward to last week, this guy is acting erratically, a guy. Police detained him, couldn't identify him. So they put it out on the news like, hey, if you know this person, you know, if this is your grandparent, whatever. His nephew saw a photo. They DNA tested him. It was the guy they thought they cremated. So who did they cook? They have no idea. Oh, 
feel like somebody's going to get fired over that one. <laughs> no clue. And how do you formally identify someone without DNA? Are you just like, oh, a guy's loose from the hospital and there's also a dead body here. So I guess we're I, just going to assume it's the same person. Like that seems very dangerous. I think that's that's probably, like I said, somebody's going to get fired over that. But I, it's a safe assumption that if a, if a person goes missing in a certain area who obviously isn't well, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then sometime later, a body is found in a similar area and size-wise, basic, you know, the basics of identity, the, the gender and the race and the build are similar. It's a safe assumption, right? It's a safe I think there's ever such thing as a safe assumption when it comes to identifying a dead person. Yeah. And I also feel like the fact that he's actually been alive for seven years. Where's he been? I don't know. Is and I don't know if the they know. Seven years actually, from a nursing home to a hospital to seven years wherever. And the guy's still alive. Like, I feel we, like this guy needs an award or something. The more we talk about it, the more sad it gets, though. Because he's suffering from some... Mental condition. Then he like doesn't it, know. And he doesn't know and nobody's ever going to know. What do you mean no one's ever going to know? He, if he had. Oh, no one's ever going to know where he was where for seven been. years. Yeah. But I say good on him. It's like survival of the fittest. Like he survived on his own for seven years. So psh, this guy doesn't need a nursing home. He's it's, awesome. It's the human equivalent of the, of the dog that returns home after the oh family. Oh my God, Jeff. What? <laughs> no. And those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside. Update. With Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. In the past few days, you know what the, the most frustrating thing about uh, having to deal with my car has been? What? That, or the most stressful part about it? is I know so little about cars outside of how to change a tire and the oil, mm -hmm. you know, where to put the oil, like nothing. You know how to refill your windshield wiping fluid, wiper fluid? Uh, yeah, but other than that, nothing. Mm -hmm. And if, if this guy said to me, when I took it in and he said, yeah, it's going to be another $1,000 because of blah, 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 blah. I would have no idea how to respond to that. And that was causing me, I think that's why I was envisioning the worst case scenario is because I wouldn't be able to, to navigate my way through it. I would mm -hmm. just have to take his word for it, you know? Yeah. So, and I did not like that. I did not like that feeling at all. Good morning, guys. It's Teresa here. Looking, I'm listening to the podcast this morning i paused just so that i could remember the quote to tell you guys about the you were talking about fear and i listened to another podcast a leadership series yesterday and it was saying that overthinking steals our time our creativity and our opportunities it is the nature of fear and fear is a thief I thought that was really cool because I pretty much overthink every situation in my entire life, especially 100% professionally, because I am trying to get to the next level. Um, but that thought that was really cool. Great takeaway. And today is my husband and I's second anniversary. So happy anniversary to my lovely husband, Greg. And um, y'all have a great day. Thank you so much. Hey, y'all. Happy Friday. 
You mentioned on today's show about the unused gift cards and that most people have some sitting in their wallet as we speak. I actually just heard something on the news today, um, and I think it's a website maybe called Card Cash. Per Clark Howard, I think you can cash those in. I don't know if you'd get the full amount, but if you have an unused gift card that you don't think you'll ever use, maybe you can cash it in. Don't quote me on that, but you could probably look up Clark Howard's website and then find out about the uh, gift cards. I believe you can cash them in. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Lori from Sonoya, Georgia. And I just wanted to call today to say that I read an article this morning that was a little disturbing, but it said that those people with increased repetitive negative thoughts experienced a steeper cognitive decline over four years and that the it shows increased deposits of two proteins in the brain that are associated with dementia particularly alzheimer's so by listening to you all every day i feel a much more optimistic outlook on life and positive thoughts so thank you so much in my older years of keeping uh, Alzheimer's and dementia away from me. Thanks, have a great day. Hey, two things. So as a math teacher, please don't let Ali hear you say that you are not good at math or you don't like math or you're not a math person because the math phobia is so real and kids emulate exactly and you know repeat exactly what their parents say. Um, so please, please, please don't say that. It's it's so tough now. Um, second thing is um, my husband is a chemical engineer. He went to Georgia Tech. It takes a long time, too, because there's so many um, classes like math and science that you just can't really, like, just load up on them because they're just so labor-intensive. And also... Um, there's no way that you're going to get a decent job out of college without doing co-ops and internships. Um, Most of them are paid, which is very, very nice. But most of the time they're an entire semester and so you're not taking classes. So it's kind of like how teachers do student teaching, um, except we didn't get paid. Um, So it kind of like sets them back a little bit. Most people do like two or three semesters where they go work for a company and co-op. 75 is actually kind of low for a starting job right out with chemical engineering. But, you know, we'll be just be paying back those loans for eternity. This is your morning reminder that you're too high maintenance to go to prison. And also, you don't look good in orange. Some people get out early for good behavior, but let's be honest, that's not going to be you. So be nice to people today. <laughs>